4,781. 4,781 days ago, Spring Valley Community Church was planted. 683 Sundays. With rare exception, every time we gathered, we had to unload a truck, set up chairs, set up our cafe, set up our kids' rooms. Our worship and tech team has arrived each morning before many of us are even out of bed to unpack our sound system, set everything up, do a sound check, rehearse their songs so that we could worship our great God together. Over the last 13 years, men and women of God have stood on this stage, opened the Bible, and shared the good news that Jesus Christ died, Jesus Christ rose from death, Jesus Christ is worthy of surrendering our lives to, and that following Jesus is the reason that you and I were created. In this place, many lives have been changed. Personally, one of my oldest memories here was a human, humid Sunday afternoon after service 11 years ago. I was loading our first box truck by myself, sweating profusely because I wore a sweater on the hottest day of the year. I remember wondering why. And as I was loading that truck by myself that humid summer afternoon, I began to grumble and ask the Lord why I went to Bible college and spent tens of thousands of dollars to do this. And as I talked to the Lord about this in an energetic fashion, asking God, I did not sign up for this, the Lord gently reminded me that what I signed up for was to serve him. Case closed. My perspective about what ministry actually is changed that day. I remember my first sermon on this stage. I told a story about my grandmother, Ida Terreri. And I preached a sermon about Rahab out of Joshua 2. It was by far my shortest and worst sermon of all time. Our founding pastor, Daniel McNaughton, told me at the end of it, that could have been better. I also remember the moment I realized God's calling on my life. I was standing in this very spot. I was preaching on Jesus' parable of the soils. And I heard the voice of God impress so strongly on my spirit as I was proclaiming God's word. This is why I created you. God has worked in your life in this place too. Some of us made a decision to follow Jesus in this room. Some of us have been baptized here. Many of us have sensed the presence of God among us. Many of you have heard God speaking to you in this place. Some of you have walked in this room with heavy hearts. And you worship God through your trial and through your suffering. Many of us have met people in this place who ended up being some of our very best friends in the whole world. Many of us have dedicated our children right down there. All three of my kids were dedicated in this room. We've consumed a lot of coffee. Sometimes we run out. We've consumed a lot of calories. 
Maybe a cookie, a muffin, and a bagel isn't a good idea before breakfast or before lunch, but that's what we did. And every week, whether you wanted to be or not, you were reminded about personal responsibility. I just want you to know that is not our mission statement. But after service, we are getting some ladders, and we're going to climb up there and take that down, and we will reimburse the seventh grade center, and we are hanging that on the side of our new building. <laughs> that is, in fact, false. And each week after our gathering, no matter what God did, no matter how great a service was or wasn't, every service here has not been awesome. Many have been great. No matter what happened, we had to put everything away again, load it back into our truck until the next week when we did it all again. I've been thinking a lot about all of the work God has done in this room and all of the incredibly faithful servants like you he has used over the years to make that possible. I'm excited to be in our new building next week. You are as well. But I am deeply grateful, I am humbled, and I am in awe of God's faithfulness to Spring Valley Community Church over 13 years meeting in a school. The fact that God has established this church, sustained this church, grown this church through the faithful, enduring, and sacrificial service of his people has been a source of profound encouragement in my life and to my faith, and I hope to yours as well. One of the greatest gifts our first lead pastor, Dr. Daniel McNaughton, gave to this church was that he never made it a negative that we met in a school. He never acted, woe is us, we don't have a building. He would stand up here and point out, isn't it amazing that God has provided this beautiful, clean, new space for us to meet? Isn't it amazing that God provided this beautiful, clean, not quite as new as it was 13 years ago, space for us to meet? So in light of all that God has done, all that God has done for us, all that God has done through us, the scripture that I believe is most fitting for a day like today is Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is a psalm of thanksgiving, and that's why we're gathered here this morning to thank our great God for his work in this place. I only have three simple things to tell you from Psalm 100 this morning. Let's read it. It says this, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. How can we thank God this morning? First is this, let's be joyful before him. 
We show our gratitude to God by coming to Him with hearts overflowing with joy. God is pleased by joy. It's a joy that it's expressed through singing and through shouting. I know that that kind of ruffles some of our southeastern Pennsylvania sensibilities. We only shout during football games and at the TV. But when we come into the presence of God, we can shout. And I know if I said, let's shout now, there'd be like seven people excited about that who would give us a real shout, and 314 who would be like, woo, because we're still embarrassed to shout. But the demeanor of our hearts must be joy before our God. It's a joy that comes from knowing God. It's a joy that comes from delighting in God, from serving God, by being fulfilled by God alone. It's a joy that comes from realizing that no matter how your week has been, we worship and serve a God who knows us, loves us, and cares for us. Joy is not based on our circumstances. You will not be a joyful person if you're choosing joy based on circumstances. When we gather to worship, we're not celebrating that our lives are hard. We're celebrating who God is and what God has done. No matter where you're at in life, there's always a reason for joy. Why? Because you're in the presence of a God who loves you, knows you, and cares for you. That has to be enough. So how do we show God gratitude this morning? Joy. Overflowing from our lives. Overflowing in our singing. Joy in his character and his faithfulness. Number two, how do we thank God? We know who God is and who we are. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his and we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. We express our gratitude to God by worshiping him for who he is. First, we must acknowledge that our God is God of all. God wants to be known as Lord of all. He rules and reigns throughout history, and he will rule and reign forever. He is our maker. That's what the psalmist is saying. Know God as your maker. You and I, we are people created by God and for God. And because we are created beings, our creator wants us to know him, love him, and live for him. God is thanked by us knowing that we belong to him and are firmly and forever his. We don't belong to ourselves. We are not the leaders of our own lives. We are not in charge of our own destiny. We are the people of God. God has claim over our lives, and this is good news. It's the best news because our God is good, and our God is great, and our God is Lord of all. And we are the sheep of his pasture, meaning he's our shepherd. He's our leader. That means that God is the shepherd, and when we look back, at Psalm 100, through the lens of Jesus, what we realize is just what it means that God is our shepherd. Jesus said this in John chapter 10, verses 14 through 15. He said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. Just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Psalm 100 points us to Jesus. It points us to Jesus, who is the kind of shepherd who is not just leading us, but he's laid down his life for us. This morning, we thank Jesus 
because he's the shepherd. He has led our church and he has laid down his life to make us his church. This is our story. We belong to the one who gave up his life so that we might find life. We belong to the one who created us and redeemed us, who saved us, who set us free, who has given us a hope and a future, who has shown us mercy, the one who will return and establish his rule, and we will forever be his people. Reason number three, this could be the shortest sermon. Celebrate his faithfulness. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Why? For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through every generation. This morning, the only place we need to look to behold the faithfulness of God is around us. You want to see God's faithfulness? Look around you. Do you want to see the goodness of God? Do you want to see that it, proof that His love endures? God has been faithful to us in every season of this church. He has provided us a space to meet. He has provided us a people to love. He has provided us with every dollar needed to pay every bill. He has provided us with musicians to lead us in worship. He has provided us with team members who serve on hospitality, kids ministry, youth ministry, security, creative arts, prayer teams. God has sent the hurting and lost to us. And they have found healing in this place and new life in Jesus' name. He has forgiven our sin. He has paid our debt. He has made us a church that does our best to make disciples. He has provided us with His Spirit that draws us to Jesus Christ. God has been faithful to us and the promise and the truth of Psalm 100 is that He has been faithful in every generation. There has never been a moment in the past and there will never be a moment in the future when God will not be faithful to His people so if you want to be a grateful person with a grateful heart and live a grateful life, the key is to place your focus not on the hard things that have happened, not on what you don't have, not on your disappointments, but rather to focus on the enduring love, the enduring faithfulness of our God. We are not a people who ignore our pain. We are not a people who pretend everything is awesome. Worship and gathering as a church is not a time to plaster a smile on your face because everything is hunky-dory in your life. There are people in this room who have cancer. There are people in this room who are chronically ill, in financial distress, struggling with anxiety and depression, unemployed, dealing with brokenness in their relationships. Our problems are real. But for those who look to Jesus, for those who invite Him into every trial, for those who worship Him through their pain and enter His presence with joy, 
who put our focus on our Savior and not our suffering. Satan will constantly try to remind you how bad life is. That's his goal, to get you discouraged and depleted and bummed out about everything that's not perfect. We live in a broken world. What is the goal of living a Psalm 100 kind of life? We see that his love and his faithfulness endures. That's how you become grateful. You look away from circumstance and on to the character of God. We can live gratefully that way. Our church can be marked by grateful hearts because we serve a God who is faithful in every generation. So what are we doing today? God, we celebrate your faithfulness. We say to our God that you have been good to us. We say, God, that we are thankful for your work in the past and we are anticipating with joyful and faith-filled expectation your future work. We say that we are grateful for Spring Valley Community Church and we long to see God continue our story through Connection Church. God is worthy of our joy. God is worthy of our praise. God is worthy of our worship. God, we are grateful that you are good. Your love endures forever. And in every generation, he will be faithful. Let's not weird out our kids by being doom and gloom kind of Christians. Let's not be the kind of people who are always talking about how the world is going to hell in a handbasket. That is a lack of faith. That is a lack of seeing the character and the hope that we have in Jesus. Do not be gloom and doom Christians. Is the world awesome? No. Are there a lot of problems? Yes. Yes, there are. Are we always excited about who has power across the world? No. Are things going to get better? Probably not. But what do the people of God need to be? Hope-filled, grateful, living as people who know we serve a God who knows the end from the beginning. He is sovereign over every day. He is leading history to its climax when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We win. Our God wins. Our God reigns. Our God is faithful. His love will endure in the lives of your children. His lives will endure in the lives of your grandchildren. He will never abandon us. He has never abandoned us here. He will not abandon us when we move. Why? Because that's who He is. What does that mean for us? We live humbly, gratefully, joyfully before Him. We don't feel like we arrived because we have a building. We stay focused on his mission to help young men and women, old men and women, boys and girls, babies and toddlers connect with Jesus Christ so that they might find life in his name. 
We have a mission. As full as this room is this morning, we have a new worship center. We want to fill it up twice, three times, four times. We want God to blow the doors off of Connection Church. Why? Because He is faithful. He is good. And we want this community to know the love of our Savior. We are not growing up next week. We have a new mission field, and it is going to be awesome. Why? Why is it going to be awesome? Because God is faithful. Because God is faithful. In every generation, He will be faithful to us. And for the last 2,000 years, when any people wanted to remember the faithfulness of God, the greatest work of God on their behalf, they've come to the table and they've received communion. This morning, we're going to respond to this message by doing two things. In just a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to worship. We're going to sing, How Great Is Our God. And then, as we're singing, our ushers are going to be passing out communion. And one of the last things we're going to do in this place is remember our story, our identity as the people of God. We are a people bought by the blood of Jesus. We are a people in a new covenant. God not relating to us as we deserve, but God giving us grace because of His Son. So our service is going to end like this. After we sing, I'm going to come up and I'm going to lead us through communion. And after we're done with communion, normally service is over. But I have some announcements I want to make about next week. Just some logistic things that I want you to know about. So after communion, stay where you are. Don't go. Have some important information I want to share. And then we're going to end this service one of the most symbolic ways I could think of as a portable church. So stick around. God bless you as we worship this morning. Would you stand with me?